1: finance smarter. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some
0: of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb
1: while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think. And you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host because your home is might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Healthy Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So, when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off
0: their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing Designing Smarter Money Goals.
1: Yeah, Joel, the uh, astute podcast listener may have noticed that Smarter uh, was written in all caps on our outline or maybe in their podcatcher where we have this episode. But a lot of folks have seen Smarter maybe within a business context, you know, when it comes to different uh, business metrics that their employer is trying to reach. But I'm not sure a lot of folks have thought about Smarter goals when it comes to their their personal finances, when it comes to our own goals, when it comes to our money. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about this episode, buddy. Yeah, it's like a, a method. That can help us, I think, be more
0: effective in our goal planning, and you know, it's sometimes in the in the work context smarter goals or smart goals have not been great, <laughs> I think. And and sometimes that's like a communication issue or a bureaucracy issue. But I think in our own personal lives, when it's like us and our goals, that it can be an effective method for, for actually achieving greater things when it comes to our money. So yeah, we'll talk about that on this episode. Matt, before we get to that, though, I wanted to mention that I saw this interesting article in Consumer Reports about dash cameras that you'd put in your car. And you can get those for 20 30 40 50 bucks something like that they're
1: not really terribly expensive for a cheap one well yeah 20 bucks i'm not gonna spend 20 bucks i on guess a dash you can cam. get like a 400 dash cam yeah, i don't know if you're, gonna, if you're gonna get one man go all in get, get, that, get that primo dash cam why <laughs> well if you're actually gonna go through getting one i mean what would be more frustrating than actually not being able to see what it is that you need to see and you did spend some money on the actual item i'm not saying go out and just, like spend all of your hard savings on you know, a $400 one, but maybe not a $20 one. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go with the find cheapest one on, one on the sale. Block. Yeah. yeah, yeah, find one on sale. It's a $200 camera normally, but now it's $20. <laughs> I would give you my stamp of approval, my two thumbs up All right. <laughs> if, if that was you.
0: Well, I'm not up for spending like massive amounts on something that like a dash cam necessarily, but I, I think like even a cheap dash cam can actually give you what you're looking for in regards to like, you know, what this article was saying that it's helpful for. And, and actually... For insurance
1: purposes, I y- guess.
0: Y- yeah. And actually, it's interesting that insurers don't offer their customers free dash cams because i think it helps insurance companies most of all but in this article they referenced a guy who was driving got pulled over for talking on the phone he wasn't talking on the phone and his dash camera could prove it uh, because it takes video of outside the car and then inside the car at the same time
1: nice so Little 360
0: action yeah bet you can't get that with the 20 dollar dash cam <laughs> maybe the, <laughs> maybe that's the 80 dollar one but But yeah, like that's huge for him. He just was able to go down to the courthouse and say, uh, hey, I've got video (laughs) and I wasn't on my phone. Take a look. And they dropped all charges. And so that's the kind of thing where like a small amount of money could actually prevent um, us having to come out of pocket for a lot more money later on down the road.
1: Yeah, I would definitely install one of those if my insurer was providing one for free. If you're driving all the time, like, like your dad, he's on the road a lot for work. I think it could make a lot of sense for someone like him. But man, like these days, seriously, I feel like I'm biking just as often as I am driving. Which actually makes me think, didn't you win uh, a bike cam uh, <laughs> that you that you like stick on your bike or something like I that? I did. At, it was pretty uh, slick. Streets Alive last year. So it's a bike festival here in Atlanta. It's like a dash cam for my bike. Yeah. Yeah. That way, if, if there's a motorist that cuts you off or, you know, God forbid, hits you something like that, you have proof that they did that. But what's the deal? I haven't seen that on your bike, and I remember you talking about it, but uh, yeah, give me an update on yeah, that.
0: No, it was on my Radwagon, and then I sold my Radwagon, waiting on the next iteration. Oh, it was? So yeah. was? Yeah. one
1: oh, I never saw it in action. Yeah. Oh, dang it. It's pretty slick. You should have taken that off and like given it to me, or held onto it for your next bike. I'm
0: glad I won that one, because that one was like a $400 camera or something what? like that. Yeah, it was really expensive. And you included it on the bike? No, no 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 I kept the no I kept the camera oh I thought you said you had it on your okay I, I did took it off I'm gonna put it on gotcha gotcha. Yeah, the okay. next okay. iteration so gotcha uh, but yeah <laughs> if, if you need convincing that a dash cam might be appropriate for you uh, we'll post a link to a YouTube video of the craziest like dash cam accidents <laughs> in our show notes man it, I think a lot of them are, are like Eastern European videos but there's some crazy stuff that happens over there and dash cams have documented like a lot of weirdness a lot of hit and runs a lot of crazy like natural disasters <laughs> cows flying through the air. <laughs> (laughs) a tornado like whatever this isn't twister (laughs)
1: from the 90s
0: yeah maybe i made that one up but there's a lot of crazy stuff in those videos well
1: i think there would be just as much craziness going on if we had those mandatory in the u.s i think they're actually mandatory in russia uh because of all of the fraud that goes on when it comes to insurance claims but but certainly i mean that's the biggest reason for it i think would be if you were involved in an accident and you had somebody that was trying to make an insurance claim and they're falsifying it, right? Well, that's going to come back and hurt you if your insurer has to pay for that. And so it's great. you know. In that case, it would be amazing to have some actual video footage to back it up, to back up your side of the story. That would totally be an instance where it would be worth it. Have you ever actually been in an accident where there is a disagreement on actually what happened? Uh, between me and the motorist, but yeah. not between like the police
0: and what actually oh. happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had literally had a dude. I was in the far right lane. Guy but- was two lanes over on the left. Cuts across all lanes to try to take a right, oh and gosh. yeah, and and then he was, he was like,
1: "You ran into me." I'm like, oh what, are you, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, I didn't need a dash cam for that, but it probably would have helped at least. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Uh, so I've never had an instance like that myself, but yeah, if you happen to do a lot of driving, certainly something to consider. It would also be amazing too if insurers took that into account and you know they give you a discount on your insurance, you know, because you had that proof.
0: Yeah, like having a security system at your home, you typically get a discount. Having something like a dash cam on your car makes sense. You should get
1: a discount. Absolutely. But you should buy the sub $100 ones. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, get get that nice one on sale. Okay. <laughs> all right, man. This episode, we are drinking an Alpha Abstraction, double IPA, volume 13. Uh, and this is by Wild Leap Brew Company out of LaGrange, Georgia. We've had uh, a couple of their beers before on the show. I'm looking forward to enjoying this one with you, man, and we will share our thoughts on this brew at the end of the episode. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, let's
0: get on to the topic at hand. We're talking about designing smarter money goals. And Matt, there are just like so many ways that we can evaluate ourselves for how we're doing in life. Yeah, like how much you can afford
1: to spend on a nice dash cam. Man, you rich, you rich over there <laughs> all of a sudden. Man, I'm just in a weird mood. I don't know why I'm uh, I'm harping all about these dash cams. I'm going to take your credit cards away because you are in an interesting mood today. I don't want you spending anything you regret. I have wanted uh, a GoPro before. Like I've c- kind of gone through these phases where I picture having a GoPro, like especially on vacation, and just how fun that would be, you know, like just a... Take it in the ocean, coming in and out of the water with the kids. I don't know. <laughs> You'd be a better version of yourself with a GoPro. I just like cameras. You know, I'm a photographer. That's true. So maybe that's the the part of it that I'm I'm drawn to. Like I got cameras here. You know, in my house, I got cameras on my phone. I want a camera in my car. <laughs> Well, get them all, man. <laughs> Have cameras everywhere. But again, we digress.
0: We digress. Yeah. All right, let's get back to it. So often we're measuring ourselves in so many different ways in life. And and I think obviously money is just one thing that we measure kind of how we're doing by. And it's certainly not like the most important measurement of how we're doing. Typically, there are other categories that we place more importance on, right, like wellness or you know our relationship statuses and how, how those are going. And generally, our, like our overall happiness and well-being, that's what we're really concerned with. But money is something that can be used intentionally to aid us in some of these other important categories. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, it can kind of turn into an idol of sorts, right? It can have this opposite effect. Sure. And it can lead us down kind of a path that never satisfies because when is enough enough, right? And that's a thing that any of us who have tried to get good with our money have had to combat and had to think about as well. Matt, I saw this article uh, and it talked about how actor and comedian Martin Short actually came up with nine categories that he evaluates every single year.
1: Oh, he's thorough. Yeah.
0: And I was like, man, I was really impressed because I think that looking at all of those nine categories could be really helpful to kind of have an overall evaluation for, for how I'm doing as a person too. And the categories were self, immediate family, original family, which meant his friends from growing up, his current friends, money career which means like doing fulfilling work creativity discipline and lifestyle and I mean I think like sometimes we as humans tend to be kind of like ships where our rudders turn just slightly and then you know just a few years down the road it, we could be uh, we could be a heck of a lot more off course than we thought we would be we can end up in a place that we didn't intend to be so yeah I think we can find ourselves in a state of drift and it can have a massive impact on our happiness and the same thing with our money like we can we can find ourselves in a state of drift overspending and certain areas. And it's time to reevaluate. It's time then to, to rethink our money goals, design some smarter ones that, that we can actually stick to and that we can consistently implement.
1: Yeah, you know, on the the topic of happiness, I think a lot of people have heard of this twenty ten uh, Princeton study where they found that happiness, that, how it doesn't necessarily increase a lot once you earn more than seventy five thousand dollars a year. Well, guess what? There's this new study that that seems to disagree, and they point to the fact that people with incomes over a hundred thousand are a good deal happier than folks who make less. And it also shows that the the correlation between income and happiness has steadily risen over the years. Maybe that's due to inflation. Who knows? But the methodology was different in these studies. And obviously, you know, that plays a role. But the reason I bring this up, though, is it is important to see that money and having financial security, it does play a role in our happiness, even though it isn't necessarily the uh, the end all be all. Right. I think the real problem is when we confuse having lots of money with the things or the experiences that the money can afford us. Nobody sets out to to hoard money, you know. Like we all laugh at the idea of becoming Scrooge McDucks where we're swimming and skiing down all of our, you know, all of our gold. But uh, that can easily become our default when we don't identify and reevaluate our larger money goals. Yeah, man. We actually got an email recently from
0: listener Shay that actually I think kind of spurred on our idea for this episode. And she wrote, "I had never heard the term financial independence before listening to How to Money." And the current COVID situation has made my husband and I realize it's okay to slow down, reevaluate, and think about our true values. She says, hint, we'd give away our cars before we gave away our six little chickens. (laughs) And she says, I came up with a mantra to reflect this newfound wisdom, and I put it uh, on the bottom of my computer. I'm looking at it right now and on my two credit cards. I just wanted to share it, and I think your listeners might benefit uh, from coming up with their own mantra and placing it around their house, on their credit cards, or even on their computer. Uh, Every time I try to shop online or might be wasting time instead of... Of working on my side gigs, I asked myself this question. Does this support my journey to financial independence in a simple, liberated life? She says, it does wonders seeing that uh, before she goes shopping online or before she makes a big purchase. And I love that idea of, as we're making these goals, putting those goals front and center, setting them in front of us like on the things that we see the most, whether it's your mirror as you're getting ready in the morning or on your computer, uh, to remind you of what is indeed valuable and meaningful. It's like once you've got that goal and you've got that kind of simple mission statement, it can really guide you in, in the follow through.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. I love that. Shay totally has the right mindset here uh, for her. It's, it's not about amassing huge sums of wealth. It's about continually realizing what is actually important. You know, in her case, that's a, a simple and liberated life with some chickens. Maybe even she'll get a goat someday, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not, because that's too complicated. Whatever she wants to do, it's up to her. But, you know, taking these small steps to remind her uh, of that helps to enforce behavior that will help her to continue in that direction basically, sort of like you were saying earlier, Joel, uh, Shay's rudder, it seems to be working perfectly. You know, it's pointing her in the right direction that she knows that she wants to go. So that's what this episode's going to be all about. We're going to talk about reevaluating our current money goals so that we can pursue more of what actually and really matters in our lives. So we'll get into the specifics of what that means for you right after the break. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes. For instance, that's something we've been in the middle of, but it can really come up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25, and 1. That's right. Yeah,
0: 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information
1: in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Healthy Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids, that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific
0: and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish
1: with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney.
0: All right, we're back from the break, and we're talking about Designing Smarter Money Goals, we're going to get to kind of the smarter system and, and how to come up with your own money goals because they're different for all of us, right? We just talked about Listener Shay. One of the most important things in her life was her six little chickens. And that's so cool. Uh, so <laughs> it's
1: probably not like the specific chickens, although maybe I'm sure she loves them dearly. But it's probably if you dig a little bit deeper, it's what those chickens represent. In her life, right, which is maybe self-sustainability, the the pace of her life, you know, maybe her connection with the earth. I think a lot of times uh, these different things in our lives represent something deeper uh, than what you can actually just you know see with your eye. Yeah, for sure. And we're about to get to
0: kind of maybe a system that can help. But before we get to that, Matt, um, it's so tough to reevaluate goals that you haven't even really begun to create right to design smarter goals if you don't have money goals in the first place right and so like the first step that i think you and i would would recommend for folks is to spend some time in introspection so much of of creating money goals comes with knowing yourself better and shay obviously knows herself she knows what's most important to her she'd give away certain high-priced items before she gave away her access to taking care of awesome little chickens in her backyard it's pretty hard to create proper goals without really knowing yourself. Y- and you think it might even be easier to do this given some of the, the social distancing constraints that have been placed on many of our lives. Uh, but we're pretty inventive when it comes to ways to distract ourselves from doing the things that truly matter. So while most of us have a little more time, a little more space to actually do some of this introspection to figure out what do we want our lives to truly look like, many of us have avoided it. And COVID feels like the perfect excuse to avoid it, even though it is actually the perfect excuse to pursue some of these things.
1: <laughs> it's the per- Perfect time to slow down and actually look inside yourself a little bit, but instead we've we turn to Netflix. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also we like we don't just turn to entertainment, but we look to, to other people. You know, so many of us are, are used to making decisions based on what we see our neighbors, what our friends or, or coworkers doing, and, and whatever it is that they're buying, or maybe like we're even following the lead of whatever media companies are feeding to us. You know, we're shown a constant stream of goods based on digital marketing algorithms, uh, and unfortunately, we haven't taken enough time to figure out if this is actually adding to our happiness and our, our own satisfaction. We went pretty in-depth on this uh, on an episode way back in the day called The Why Behind Our Money. This is episode 12. And figuring out your own personal you know why behind your money is so crucial to helping you accomplish those goals. Yeah, it's so much harder to stick with a goal
0: if there's not like a really good solid why that you've thought through behind what you're doing. And Matt, it just makes me think of like in, in school when we would get busy work from a teacher and I didn't care about those assignments, and I know most of the kids around me knew that it was just busy work also.
1: Yeah, busy and, work's the worst.
0: Yeah, and, and like, <laughs> so you have to get this done, but you don't care at all. You don't put much effort into it, and I think that's the way it works sometimes when we set goals, but we don't have a good why behind it. There's just less of an attachment and less of an interest in pursuing it well. The busy work wasn't necessarily helping you get where you needed to go. It was just to keep you occupied. And I think it's the same thing with, with some of our goals. If we don't have a strong and healthy attachment to those goals that are pushing us in a direction that we definitely want to go, then it's easy to fall off the wagon for
1: sure. Yeah, you know, on the flip side, the the best teachers gave assignments uh, and they're able to explain well the why behind the assignment. And knowing that why can make all the difference in in terms of motivation. In a similar way, right? Not many of us aspire to have, uh, you know, Warren Buffett like wealth. If we're honest about the real priorities in our lives, it would actually mean shaking things up, maybe living our lives a little differently uh, and, you know, spending our money in incredibly different ways. In order to figure out your why uh, and your goals, it's vital to not be inhibited by what you see around you, you know, but by what you're being fed, uh, by media or by what your friends are doing. Instead, we want you to to think big about what your life could look like and realize that you can make meaningful changes by consistently taking action now. Yeah, Matt, when I initially
0: kind of went through the why behind money exercise in my own life, I found it to be so helpful. It clarified a lot of things for me and it changed some of the things that I was actually pursuing. So let's get specific here, Matt. When I was young, first starting out in my career... You consistently uh, took some action? (laughs) Well, honestly, the the introspection, the thinking about the why behind my money had a massive influence. There were things I thought were out of reach for me. But when I did do this exercise and I took the time to see that, well, you know what? My money wasn't necessarily aligning with my actions in every way. And if I did do a little more of that, then I could pursue some of those things that I thought I couldn't afford. Right. Like traveling to really cool places. I had to make some sacrifices to be able to go on a cool trip to a place like Shanghai or Norway. Those didn't come nice. easily, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, you're living in a sub $100,000 home with a roommate to help pay most of the bills <laughs> was totally
1: worth it. Yeah, man. You do some house hacking, you can definitely do some international travel.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it would have been easy to see what my friends around me were doing and try to imitate that. Uh, like living in a fancy apartment complex with all the great amenities. But without that like intentional look inward, writing these things down, doing some real soul searching, I would have found myself missing out on some of those great opportunities. And I probably would have spent my money in a way that that really didn't resonate with what I actually wanted to achieve.
1: Yeah, and for you, Joel, it sounds like you were able to to be a little more intentional about that time, right? You were able to to think through what it was that was making you happy. Like I don't necessarily remember a specific time where I sat down, but I I did know that this is what I wanted my life to look like, right? Like there weren't specific things that I knew I wanted, except that I did know I didn't want to necessarily have to go into a like a, a traditional nine to five job, and I was tempted to, right? Because health insurance is expensive, and especially too when, when you're looking at growing a family, it's, it's certainly something you consider. You get a corporate gig, you get a a normal, quote unquote, normal job, and you get your benefits covered, you got health insurance. But I knew I really didn't want that. That just wasn't... It's just not a part of, I guess, who I am. I didn't want that. Kate didn't want that for us as well. We just love the flexibility that we had uh, from working for ourselves. But the problem there was that our income was inconsistent. And so for us, one of the big steps we took in order to maintain uh, that work flexibility and kind of control over our time was that we saved up a lot of money and we invested that money in real estate by, by having long-term rentals, man, that allowed us to kind of diversify our streams of income so that even though we were self-employed, those ups and downs, you know, throughout the years, that wouldn't have an impact as much on us. And so in, in our case, it was something that we identified and it wasn't like a specific thing, like like, you know, with you as travel, you're like, I want to be able to travel every single year, go on these awesome trips. For us, it was kind of like the opposite. I was just like, I just want to be able to stay home <laughs> 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 and not go outside uh, and be forced to commute to work. And so obviously, everyone's motivation is going to be different. And even arriving to that motivation can, can look different for different folks as well. You know, so if you haven't done that before, right, if you haven't taken the time to figure out, you know, what the why is behind your money, seriously, there's no better time than now. And so for real, like right now, grab a pen and a piece of paper, switch your phone to airplane mode, and just take 15 minutes to think through what you want your life to look like. If you are in your 20s, think through what it is that you want to spend your time on when you're 30. Uh, maybe if you're in your 30s, like, think about what you want to be spending your money on by the time you're 40 years old. Think through what you want your typical mornings to look like, what you want your vacations to look like. We want to encourage you to think through what your ideal life would look like. So you know, right now, you can go ahead and hit pause on this episode. We're serious. We're also going to take a break ourselves. But when we come back, we'll outline how to make sure you're actually uh, achieving goals to get you to that ideal life. And we'll get to that right after this break. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make HealthAid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle.
0: visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago, and hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, Life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind, too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get
1: older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With PolicyGenius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using
0: Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. All right, we're back from the break and hopefully back from your break, thinking about your 15 minutes of introspection. Exactly. <laughs> which is all it really takes, right? No. It, and sometimes you know you might need to meet with your partner or significant other or you know, a good friend to, to bounce some of these things off of. You're typically not going to get it done in 15 minutes solo, but maybe you did. And at least I think you can get somewhere. And, yeah. and hopefully you'd realize too that, the the things that you wrote down, the things that are the most important, many of them don't cost that much money. Some of them might be closer to getting a, a used chicken coop on Facebook, getting those six chickens and starting your own little urban farm. It doesn't really cost that much money in order to make that happen. But Matt, let's keep going on from there. Having a why is is like this essential motivation that can influence the goals that you end up coming up with. It'll influence how much you're saving, how much you're investing, all that kind of stuff. But you can't just stop at the motivations. It's time to get practical. And I think that's where the smart or smarter approach can be really helpful. And I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that the smart goal system, uh, we've had it actually in my workplace for a lot of years. And I've actually seen it fail in a lot of ways in the corporate context. The follow through is not often good. The intentionality when it comes to coming up with these goals isn't all that great. And I think that's where the disconnect is. But I do think that on an individual level or a familial level, this system can actually work to help us create goals that we can follow through with and that are meaningful enough that that it's worth pursuing.
1: Yeah. And the goal you know, for taking this smarter approach is to essentially link this big why you know like hopefully you've identified it already but if not over time you'll kind of develop what it is that drives you your motivation like Joel said but we have to find a, a way to link those bigger goals to our daily actions to the things that we we do every day on the reg we're trying to bridge that gap between the the theoretical <laughs> the things that we think will make us happy in our minds to the practical the things that we do every single day so let's go ahead and talk through this man so smarter, it's an acronym, right? Each letter of smarter stands for something. And that's what we're going to talk through now. We're going to talk through how these different terms apply to us and our money. And we're going to start with S. <laughs> Let's go in order. Yeah. S is for specific. Uh, while identifying your why, you know, we talked how that can be great motivation. It can be pretty vague when it comes to money goals. you know. So, for example, if you know that you want to save a lot more money, well, getting specific and then saying that I'm going to save up uh, $50,000 for a down payment on my first house that's going to be a lot more successful because you're being specific. You're tying it to a very clear and identifiable goal. Uh, If we just set out to save more money, well, you can't really put your finger on that. But you can put your money on a specific dollar amount.
0: Yeah. Or even just, I'm going to save up a down payment for a home. And yet there's nothing else going on there. I think that specific number creates something tangible. It creates a real goal worth achieving as opposed to, yeah, I'm going to funnel more towards saving up for the down payment, but not getting specific with it. And the next letter is M, which stands for measurable. And and it's it's pretty closely related to specific but oftentimes when it comes to our personal finances there are two factors that we need to make sure are measurable uh, the time and the dollar amount so let's talk about the down payment again matt fifty thousand dollars that's a great specific goal but the measurable part of that goal is what's the time period i'm going to be able to achieve that in if it's saving up fifty thousand dollars in a savings account in the next four years then it's measurable like did i hit my goal did i get it in the time frame that i was aiming for And that's where the M and the S kind of work together really well. It's a a specific number in a measurable time frame, which really helps you zero in on that goal that you're aiming for.
1: Yeah, man, that data needs to be quantifiable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the next letter is A uh, within the smarter acronym. A is for attainable, right? Uh, We don't want you to necessarily shoot for the moon. Like We want you to stretch yourself, but make sure that you're being realistic about what you can achieve, as well as the time frame which you can do it in so that you don't immediately give up on the goal. You know, A, a good place to start uh, is by looking at what you've been able to accomplish in the past and then go from there. So for example, uh, you can look at how much you previously saved every single month. And then you can challenge yourself to maybe save a little bit more. You're basing that number on something that you know is certainly doable because you have done it before you're not just shooting from the hip saying that like i'm going to save three thousand dollars every single month you know like that's not going to be very attainable this is similar advice to to what we say when when we're talking about budgeting right we talk about starting like before you budget start with tracking your money because if you are able to set a budget based on what you have set previously you are going to be more likely to be successful
0: yeah, it makes me think about our podcast goals and aiming for like Joe Rogan download numbers. That's unattainable, man. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. Don't even include that. You want something that that is actually within your reach, w- w- that's within your grasp. So don't overshoot because that's a recipe for ditching your goals altogether yeah. <laughs> when they become or unreachable. Depression. Yeah, or <laughs> depression. Yeah. It's so easy to ditch goals because they're unreachable. So it, it definitely has to be something that you can attain. All right. The R in the Smarter Goal System is for relevant. Do you ever go back to a to-do list and add items that you've already completed? Guilty, yeah. (laughs) Just so you can cross (laughs) it off and you're like,
1: oh yeah, got it. Feel a little sense of accomplishment.
0: Yeah. It, and it does add that, right? But this point is for people like that, people like you, Matt, make sure that your immediate financial goals are moving you towards the true bigger goal of the why behind money. This goal has to be relevant to what you're actually pursuing. So we just gave the example of a down payment on a home. Maybe you don't care about home ownership. And in fact, you don't need to care about home ownership. We've talked about that on the show before. It's not best for everybody, although it works great for some people. And so this goal not only needs to be specific, measurable, and attainable, it needs to be relevant to the things you're actually trying to pursue what you want to become your reality, essentially, of what the good life looks like in the coming years.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to some of the smaller goals that you might be crossing off your list, that's where in my mind that you need to make sure that you're moving towards that larger goal, right? I understand the need for a psychological win here and there, but it's really important to make sure that those small money wins align with that larger money goal. Um, and that's actually where our next point kind of plays into that. T stands for timely. This is where we're acknowledging that smaller goals uh, that you can reach on a shorter timeline, how they are just really crucial for success. You know, just the, the bigger goal, the longer it's going to take you to actually achieve that goal. So we know that it's important to aim for bite-sized goals that will create momentum and keep you on track. And so we keep bringing up, you know, this down payment example because a lot of folks have a goal of, of owning a home. Some don't, but some do. <laughs> but fifty thousand dollars in four years, that might seem really overwhelming and it might be easy for someone to kind of get off track of that savings goal. Like how do you actually go about saving that much money up in four years, you know? But if you break it down, what you're looking at is setting aside you know a little more than a thousand bucks every single month. It's very clearly defined, it's it's set at smaller intervals of time, and it'll be a lot more difficult for you to get off track saving up that fifty grand for that down payment, you know, by breaking it up into, into monthly bites. Jill, I know even when it comes to our budgeting, if I don't check and update our budget, like a couple, at least a couple times a month. I know what that means is that at the end of the month, we're eating literally like beans and rice and, and leftovers <laughs> because we'll blow through our grocery budget. Uh, we'll blow through our entertainment budget. So we're not gonna be eating nice cuts of meat. We're not gonna be going out to eat, going out on an, a nice fancy date the last week, maybe even the last two weeks of the month, if I haven't done a good job of, of staying on top of that budget. And so I'm not necessarily gonna advocate for, you know, moving to a weekly budget, <laughs> but I do know that it's important for us to kind of set these small little milestones to throughout the month where we were able to, to update our budget numbers
0: yeah I mean Rome wasn't built in a day uh, what do they say if you want to eat something like like a, a huge animal it's one bite at a time like that's the way you do it like an, an elephant i believe yeah yeah an elephant like you you're not gonna eat it in one sitting like super quickly why would people want to eat an elephant anyway they're gentle creatures they're very sweet but like that is the kind of thing that we're getting at here is is the timely portion of it you only accomplish these things over a period of time going in the same direction it's like that rudder turning just slightly to get you on that path to saving a little bit more every month to to help you reach this goal. But 50000 bucks in four years seems ridiculous. It seems absurd until you break it down into those bite-sized chunks. And then you can actually accomplish it. Uh, that's the important part uh, of what tea brings to the table.
1: Yeah, it actually makes me think of... you, you remember uh, the episode when I was talking about uh, World Cup tickets Yes. Because uh, yeah. they announced how the, how North America was going to host the World Cup in uh, 2026, I think, six years from now. Hopefully we can watch in-person soccer matches then. <laughs> By then, I'm sure we will. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I based the numbers on what the tickets in Russia were going for. And like, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's thousands of dollars. And if we were to take our whole family, it would be a lot of stinking money. And in my mind, it's like, okay, there's no way we would ever go to that. But based on some calculations, I figured that if I just set aside 30 bucks a month, we would be able to attend the World Cup, no problem. All six of our family members, which is crazy yeah, to think that we would take that many people. It's like that planning ahead, right? And, yeah, and, and it just takes planning ahead and just and breaking it up into, into those small bites. But now it doesn't feel insurmountable, right? Not, not at all. Whereas it did, you know, when
0: you initially got the sticker shock of this is how much it would take to go to one world cup match it's like that's crazy that's not going to happen but breaking it down makes it possible totally uh all right let's get down to the er so smart goals are kind of the way it's typically talked about but you can add this er onto the end smarter and and and, uh, that's what we're doing and i think that helps even more because our goals need to be continually evaluated and reevaluated. that's the er I know some of the goals that I set back in the day just aren't relevant to my life anymore. For instance, travel. I'm really glad I've gotten to see a lot of the places that I've been, but international travel as a family just isn't as important to me. And so our goals have changed in in a lot of ways. So it's important to evaluate and then reevaluate those goals along the way. Your goals are going to look different as you grow and as you change. I would say just like Martin Short, who we mentioned at the the beginning of the episode, he evaluates himself on an annual basis according to those kind of nine markers of how he's doing and, and what his life looks like and and if that's what he wants it to look like. So maybe revisiting your goals on an annual basis can give you that ability to see whether they're still meaningful or whether you want to pivot and go in another direction. Are you still trying to go to Mexico for an all-inclusive vacation uh, with your with your partner? To Tulum. To Tulum, That's yeah. like
1: the hot spot that's or what place it was to go. like last year or a couple years ago.
0: I, I'd go to Tulum. Yeah. I'd hit that up. Sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> but maybe now you're expecting a baby and you're like, no, that's not our goal anymore. Not in the cards. No. Now we're saving up money to do some home renovations, to make it feel like a better space to bring our baby home to. It's important to be intentional. And I think using a system kind of like the smarter goal system can be helpful, but it's also only really helpful if we continue to look at those goals that we've set and make some changes when they just don't fit into our plan like they used to.
1: Yeah. So there we go, Joel. That's the smarter system when it comes to our personal finances and goal setting. But man, you know what? We're not always going to get it right. And so we feel it's important to note that like, we have to be able to give ourselves a break You know, when we fail. We're not going to always get it right the first time. But at the same time, don't be afraid to immediately hit reset and set another goal straight away. There might be an unexpected bill and that could derail your savings for the month, but that's okay. You don't have to throw in the towel altogether. You know, you just we're talking about evaluating and reevaluating. Continue to do that regularly, uh, and, and just stay committed to the larger money goals that you have by revisiting the, the different things that are going to be important to you. Yeah, Matt, at the beginning of the episode
0: you kind of talked about a couple of different studies that talked about the impact of money on our happiness. And there's not a direct correlation after a certain point in time. The idea of just building massive amounts of wealth in order to hoard it for ourselves, that doesn't appeal to many of us. It doesn't appeal to you and I. Right. But it is important, though, to identify what it is that truly will make us happy, right? And in many instances, saving well, investing well, being more thoughtful with our money does make a difference, does make a drastic difference in helping us to be able to achieve the things that actually do matter, many of which aren't even terribly money dependent. But so much of it starts with knowing ourselves and then implementing something like a, the Smarter Goal System. You can obviously choose to go a, a different route when it comes to implementation. But I hope that thinking through how we assess and then implement money goals for ourselves and how that kind of fits into the broader context of our lives well, was helpful for everyone today.
1: Yeah. And Joel, on a related note, uh, a way that you and I, that we are able to implement a uh, a goal, albeit a pretty small goal into our lives, and even on the show, is craft beer. You know, this is sort of like Shay. This isn't a major thing. It doesn't cost a ton of money, like her chickens, right? Craft beer doesn't cost a ton of money, but it's something that we are able to enjoy, and it moves the needle a lot for us. Uh, And so every episode, we have a craft beer, man. This episode, we enjoyed an Alpha Abstraction, volume number 13 by Wild Leap. What were your thoughts on this brew? Yeah, this is another IPA
0: in a long list of IPAs by Wild Leap, who's just around the corner from Atlanta. And this one packed massive melon flavors in the hops. (laughs) It was was super sweet. Like a lot of their IPAs are actually just incredibly sweet and sometimes a little too sweet for my my palate. I don't love it when an IPA is this sweet, but I like what they're up to. I like the direction they're going in, even though this isn't like top 10 for me. uh, It's still a really, really solid IPA from a great brewery just around the corner.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man, as far as the melon flavors. But I feel like, in in my opinion, it balances really well with the the bitterness that accompanies those hops. You know, it's like they included the cantaloupe, but they also included like some of the skin as well. And you have to also (laughs) eat that. Right. (laughs) But in in my opinion, it's a nice balance. It's a really juicy beer. And we'd recommend for you to uh, to swing by that brewery if you're heading down the interstate here in Georgia. Maybe you might even see Joel and I there. We have yet to uh, hit them up, but we will one of these days. Got to make it happen for sure. All right. That's going to be it for this episode. Our listeners can find our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. Yeah. And just a quick reminder, put your money where your goals are,
0: and then put those goals in plain sight. Put them on your computer, whatever it takes in order to remind you consistently of the things that actually matter and the things that you're trying to pursue. And maybe it helps you avoid spending money in an errant way. Uh, So all right, Matt, that's going to be it. Until next time,
1: best friends out. Best friends out.
0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention
0: that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more
1: information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for HealthAid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan though the kids prefer them the mango lemonade it's organic it's non-gmo and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores give it a try today make Health Aid kombucha your go-to for a healthier happier you
0: hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watch it yeah it was so cool